0: Alleluia. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Good morning and a very warm welcome indeed to our Easter Day Cranmer Group podcast. A particularly warm welcome to you if on a normal Sunday it wouldn't be your practice to join us in one of our Cranmer Group churches. But since it is Easter Day, you would be there. And you have found your way to our website and our podcast. And welcome, of course, to all our regulars as well. We begin our service with the Collect for Easter Day from Common Worship. God of glory, by the raising of your son, you have broken the chains of death and hell. Fill your church with faith and hope, for a new day has dawned and the way to life stands open in our Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen. I hope that if you've made it this far, you may have seen the suggested instructions on our website that at this point in our podcast, you may wish to join in the glorious Easter hymn, Jesus Christ is risen today. The words are on our website and there is also a YouTube link to a rather fine Songs of Praise rendition of this, so do please join in with that in your homes at this point. Press pause on this podcast whilst you sing. I should also say that if you can't get enough of that particular hymn, or the other Easter favourite, Thine Be the Glory, there is a suggestion from the churches together in Britain and Ireland that anyone who wishes should go out onto the street in front of their house at 10am this Easter day and join in a national rendition of one or both of them. So if you do feel inclined to do that, go ahead and sing as well. Amy Taylor is going to read for us now from St John's Gospel Chapter 20, verses 1 to 18.
1: The Gospel according to John, chapter 20, verses 1 to 18. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said they have taken the Lord out of the tomb and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb, both were running but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there but did not go in. "'Why are you crying?' "'They have taken my Lord away,' she said, "'and I don't know where they have put him.' "'At this she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, "'but she did not realise that it was Jesus. "'He asked her, "'Woman, why are you crying? "'Who is it you are looking for?' "'Thinking he was the gardener, she said, "'Sir, if you have carried him away,' Tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. This is the word of the Lord.
0: Thank you, Amy, for reading for us. Lord, I pray that you will be in my words and in our hearts and minds this morning, that they will be transformed into your likeness. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Why does Easter matter? Easter is one of the occasions in the calendar that, for many people, is a time when they particularly connect with their local church. Perhaps especially in small communities like ours, there can be a real coming together with your friends and neighbours to mark a significant point in the year, whether you consider yourself to have a faith or possibly not. Maybe there's a sense of shared experience, of being part of something bigger that we feel at this time of year. As I said at the beginning of our service, if this applies to you and you wouldn't consider yourself to be a regular member of one of our six churches' congregations, an especial welcome to you this Easter day. An Easter day that is, on the one hand, completely unlike any other all of us have known, but which is also, on the other hand, exactly the same as every other Easter day. How can this possibly be the case? I hear you exclaim. Surely this coronavirus epidemic, which is impacting every corner of the lives of every one of us, surely that means that this Easter is different. Well, bear with me and I'll do my best to explain to you why I believe that this isn't the case. Why, despite everything that's going on around us right now, the message of the Easter story is the same for each one of us, and just as vitally important for each one of us as well, this year as it is every year. Some of you may have seen a picture of our daughter Esther, along with Claire and me, in March's edition of the Cranmer Group Newsletter. Esther has just turned two and is a bundle of boundless energy and relentless questions. She's our first child, so I don't have any previous direct experience of this as a parent, but I'm assured that there's a stage coming up fairly soon for us where all little ones do is ask, Why? Why, Mummy? Why, Daddy? Why...? Why? Well, Esther hasn't reached that stage yet. It's obviously something we have to look forward to. Rather, all of her questions at the moment are, What are you doing, Mummy? What are you doing, Daddy? What are you doing? I wonder whether this questioning of Esther's is almost like ours in relation to Easter. I think that even in our increasingly secular society, most people are still pretty familiar with the basics of the story of the life of Jesus. That he's the son of God, that he was born to Mary, that he lived in the Holy Land 2000 years ago, that he ministered to the people around him, teaching, performing miracles, healing. There's extremely strong historical evidence for this, and also for the fact that he was condemned to death by the Roman authorities, that he endured an agonising death by crucifixion, and that, as Christians believe, he rose from the dead three days later. His resurrection, of course, is what we celebrate today, and on every Easter day. This is, if you like, in Esther speak, What You Doing, Jesus? But I wonder if we, rather like Esther at the moment, if we haven't quite got onto the why. Why does it matter to you and to me? Why does it matter to every single man, woman and child on this earth that Jesus died and rose again on the third day? In this getting stuck on the what and not quite grasping the why, we're in good company. If we look carefully at our reading this morning from St John's Gospel, we hear that Peter and John, rushing to Jesus' burial place in response to Mary's cries, went, after a bit of understandable hesitation, into the tomb. They saw the grave clothes partially moved to one side. They see the what of the tomb, no longer containing Jesus' body. John even says that he saw and believed. He recognised that the only explanation for all of this could be that Jesus had risen from the dead. And in the Gospels, there's repeated evidence that Jesus met people, touched people, talked with people, and even cooked a meal for people, all after he died on the cross. There are fifteen historical references to Jesus interacting with other people, all after his resurrection, of which the most beautiful and poignant is in today's reading, as Jesus calls Mary by name. But even though Peter and John realised the what, St John also says in verse 9, they still did not understand from scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. They didn't understand why Jesus' resurrection was of central importance to them, why Jesus' resurrection was so important to all of the disciples, why Jesus' resurrection was so important to every person who's followed him as their Lord ever since that day, and why Jesus' resurrection is still of central importance to each and every one of us today. Why do Jesus' death on the cross on Good Friday and his rising from the dead three days later on Easter Day matter? What difference does it make to you and to me this Easter, every Easter, every day of our past lives before we'd ever heard of coronavirus, every day of our present lives as we live under the strangeness and difficulty of lockdown, and every day of our future lives when we come out the other side of all this. The resurrection matters for three reasons, and they are these. Firstly, my past and your past can be forgiven. This is truly good news. Have you ever been, I wonder, halfway through something, From at the most banal end of the spectrum building an IKEA wardrobe to right at the other end. A really significant relationship in your life. Have you ever been halfway through that and wished that you could start all over again? Many people feel that way about life. They get halfway through and wish they could start again. We've all done things we wished we hadn't done said things we wish we hadn't said, and thought things we wish we hadn't thought. I know that I have. I, like you, I'm sure, have regrets. We all feel bad about things. We all have guilt, and for many of us that guilt stops us getting on with the present because we're shackled still to the past. But the good news is this, as chapter 2 of St. Paul's letter to the Colossians in the Bible's New Testament tells us, He, Jesus, has forgiven all our sins and cancelled every debt we owe. Christ has done away with it by nailing it to the cross. Jesus paid for my guilt on the cross. Jesus Christ was nailed to the cross so that you... And I can stop nailing ourselves to that cross. He wants to forgive my past and your past and cancel every single debt that you and I owe emotional debts, relational debts, every single thing you and I have done wrong. So that's the first difference that Easter makes that my past and your past. Can be forgiven. And the second difference is this that your and my present problems can be borne, they can be carried. At a time like this, as so many of us struggling with the huge impact of the coronavirus on our lives and on those we love, surrounded by difficulty after difficulty, this might sound like a very glib claim to make. I understand that life for many of us right now is by far the hardest we've ever known it. Physically, emotionally, economically. We feel powerless in the face of all that confronts us. If that's you and there's anything practically, relationally or spiritually I can do to help you in this, please do get in touch with me either by phone or by email, and I'll do all that I can to help. If you don't have my contact details, please take them from our website, cranmergroup.org.uk, or ask your church wardens for them and they'll happily put you in touch with me. Please also know that I hold all of you in all of our villages and further afield in my prayers every day. But when we feel powerless, we need a power greater than ourselves, a power that comes from the God who wants more than anything to be in relationship with every one of us. We read in the first chapter of St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians of the incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead. The same power, that God used in resurrecting Jesus 2,000 years ago, is open to us today also. Neither you nor I know what the future holds. Significant elements of it are out of our control, but it's not out of God's control or beyond God's power. The God whom we're reassured by scripture only has what's ultimately good in his plans for each one of us. The God who, in the person of Jesus, reaches out with compassion to grieving, despairing Mary and comforts her. Woman, why are you crying? Who is it that you are looking for? And the God who in the person of Jesus knows and calls her as he knows and calls each one of us by name. So firstly, Easter means that our past can be forgiven. And secondly, Easter means that with God in the person of Jesus, all-powerful and all-loving, our present problems can be born, can be carried. And thirdly, Easter means that my future and your future can be secure. I'm sure many of us will know someone who's been directly impacted by COVID-19, or perhaps even know someone who's tragically died after contracting the virus. We are acutely conscious of our own mortality at the moment, and that of those dearest to us. But because of Easter, we can be assured in and through the person of Jesus Christ, of life that is not bounded by death. That first Easter, Jesus not only died, he passed through and beyond death, raised to eternal life, ultimately with his Father in heaven. And because he died and rose again, you and I can place our trust completely in his promise to each one of us that he is the way, the truth and the life. That through him we can be united eternally with his Father, our loving Heavenly Father. So this is why Easter is of ultimate importance to everyone. Because of the death and resurrection of Jesus that first Easter, each one of us can have a past forgiven by him, a present born through him, and a future eternally secure with him. Jesus doesn't say that a life lived with him will be free of struggles. He doesn't say that by following him the coronavirus magically won't impact us or the lockdown somehow won't apply to us. But Jesus does promise us a life freed from the guilt of the past, a life in the present, full of resurrection hope and Easter joy, and a life in the future, eternally with him and his Father. And it's because Jesus and these promises that he makes to each one of us is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, that this Easter day is the same as every Easter day. May I wish each one of you, your families and those whom you love, not just a happy but a truly joyful And hopeful Easter. In the name of the resurrected Jesus. Amen. My wife Claire is now going to lead us in our intercessions.
2: Some intercessions based on prayers written by a Jesuit community in the United States. And by Barbara Glasson. President of the Methodist Conference. Jesus Christ, you travelled through towns and villages, curing every disease and illness. At your command, the sick were made well. Come to our aid now, in the midst of the global spread of the coronavirus, that we may experience your healing and your love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heal those who are sick with the virus. May they regain their strength and health through the excellence of medical care. Heal us from our fear, which prevents nations from working together and neighbours from helping one another. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heal us from our pride, which can make us claim invulnerability to a disease that knows no borders. Jesus Christ, healer of all, stay by our side at this time of uncertainty and sorrow. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Be with the families of those who are sick or have died. As they worry and grieve, defend them from illness and despair. May they know your peace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Be with the doctors, nurses, researchers and all medical professionals who seek to heal and help those affected and who put themselves at risk in the process. May they know your protection and peace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Be with the leaders of all nations, Give them the foresight to act with charity and true concern for the well-being of the people that they are meant to serve. Give them the wisdom to invest in long-term solutions that will help to prepare for or prevent future outbreaks. May they know your peace as they work together to achieve it on earth. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And on this Easter day, As we celebrate Christ's triumph over death, we declare with the joy and hope which he brings that we are not a people of fear, we are people of courage. We are not people who protect our own safety, we are people who protect our neighbours' safety. We are not people of greed, we are people of generosity. We are your people, God. Giving and loving, wherever we are, whatever it costs, for as long as it takes, wherever you call us. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: And as our Saviour taught us, so we pray together. Almighty God, who through thine only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, hath overcome death and opened unto us the gate of everlasting life, we humbly beseech thee, that as by thy special grace preventing us, thou dost put into our minds good desires, so by thy continual help we may bring the same to good effect, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost ever one God, world without end. Amen. I'll bring our service to a close with a blessing. The God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, make you perfect in every good work to do his will. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen. Go well, be blessed and have a hope-filled and joyful Easter.